Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 10, Stop Interrupting Me. In this episode, we're talking about understanding your own worth and that you define your own worth by how you allow others to treat you. You deserve to believe in yourself and have confidence in you every day. Learn the barriers to feeling worthy and to standing up for yourself. Listen as we discuss strategies to understand that you have more power than you realize. And listen to my challenge for you this week. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. Welcome back to As a Woman. This is episode 10, Stop Interrupting Me. First of all, I just want to start by sitting here in the closet and saying a huge thank you to all of you guys for helping me create this community. I am still in disbelief that my desire to share a piece of my world and my heart with you has led to what I now consider to be a community of educating and empowering women. It is incredible and it is totally inspiring. I'm still so excited for some of the things that are on the horizon, and I appreciate every single one of you for encouraging me to push my boundaries and to keep dreaming bigger dreams. Your messages, your sweet words, the sharing of everything, it is just an encouragement to me, and I just want to say thanks. But diving into today's episode, usually I like to lead up to these episodes like I have a plan. I'm going to build up to my whole point and kind of share it with you at the end and make you realize some things. But that's not really what we're going to do this time. I feel so strongly about this episode and the meaning of stop interrupting me that I am just going to dive right in. Stop interrupting me. Stop. That is a powerful sentence that we probably do not say nearly enough as women. So here's what I've come to realize much too late in my life. You determine your own worth. You, you, you. But how do you change your perspective and reset so that you can change how others see you? That's a hard thing. Sometimes we feel like our view the input of others shouldn't matter. Like it doesn't matter to me what other people think. But I'm here to tell you it actually does matter. What other people think of you and how they treat you, it does impact you, even if you don't want to admit it. I think it's great to sit here and say, I don't care what you think. I'm me and I'm great. 
And if you really mean it, if you can really have 100% confidence in yourself, no matter what they think of you or how they treat you, then I am impressed. But for most of us, what we feel when other people don't perceive us in the way we want to be perceived, it is negative energy and it doesn't please our own self. It pushes us into the state of instability. Even if it isn't true, the fact that our outward self and our inward self are viewed differently, that's not a stable place. And it can often cause internal anxiety or even change how you feel about yourself internally in an attempt to match what others see you. I think that it's natural that we want to be viewed as oneself. And I think the first problem that we have to uncover is why a lot of us have a desire to please people. And I don't know about men. I'm making huge generalizations here because I am not a man. I am a woman. And men who are listening, you can let me know if you feel this way or not. So side note, Jason, sweet hubby, if you're listening, this is a real test to see if you listen to the podcast or not. So you can tell me that later. But I'm not saying that all of this applies to every woman. Certainly, we are all unique and individual. But I know it applies to me. And I know it applies to some others who are my friends or who are like me. I am a pleaser. I mean, I don't want to be. I would love to not be. But the truth is I do. I want to please people. I want people to be pleased with my work. I don't like conflict. And I get anxious if I'm in that state where I know that conflict is existing. Those are just really true factual statements about me. And this is not a new thing. This is how I have always been. It is along the perfection spectrum, I think. There are probably so many of us out here who struggle with both of these things, feeling like we're not good enough if we are not perfect and feeling not happy if we don't please others. And let's think about both of those things a little more. Okay, so I've been this way ever since I was a little child. I mean, I didn't realize it, and it probably really is the fuel for perfection. If I did something well, my mom or my dad or my grandfather or whoever was happy. And then I wanted them to be happy. So if I did something good, it pleased them. And then I wanted to be perfect because the better it was, the happier they were. And then what happened is if it wasn't perfect, I felt like I wasn't pleasing them, even if it totally didn't matter. I felt that I wasn't making them happy. Therefore, I wasn't pleasing myself. And I didn't feel confident in myself. I didn't feel confident in my abilities because I could not achieve perfection. And I started to feel not worthy. Like maybe I didn't belong. I doubted myself and I felt like an imposter. But really, I believe that pleasing people was at the root of it. And I think this is normal in childhood. But I feel like men tend to outgrow this more than women. Again, disclaimer, maybe I'm wrong and maybe nobody outgrows it. But I really think that as a woman, this is rooted down inside of us. And a lot of us have a subconscious desire to not do things that would cause someone to be unhappy with us or that would cause conflict. But I think this is really at the base of the problem of why we start to doubt ourselves. So let me give you an example because I like examples. So let's pretend, well, let's not pretend, let's go back in time to when I was a medical student. And so I was on rounds on internal medicine. And for those of you who are not on medicine, but listen to the podcast one, welcome, so happy to have you. This is certainly not a medicine podcast, but because that's my experience and my world, we refer to it a lot. But let me start by just giving you a little who's who on medicine rounds. So you have medical students, 
bottom of the barrel. Above them, you have residents. Residents are medical doctors who have graduated medical school, and they are training in their field. For example, mine was OBGYN. Fellows are then above residents. They are doing subspecialty training within that field. So for me, that was reproductive endocrinology and infertility within OBGYN. And then an attending is above a fellow. That's what I am now. That's the boss, the board-certified doctor who is in charge of whatever field this is. Okay, so now that you know who's who, I've set the stage. I'm a medical student. I'm the bottom of the chain. We are on rounds. So for rounds, you go around in the entire team and you talk about your patients. The attending wants to hear the update. And the students or the residents are in charge of presenting a little short blurb, but a high-yield summary of who the patient is, the overnight events, important labs, and the treatment plan. And then typically the attending asks some follow-up questions to do some teaching points or to see what you know or if you're prepared. Okay, so we're on rounds, and I'm me, and I'm a medical student, and I'm presenting my patient. And this is nerve-wracking for a lot of medical students, or at least it was for me. And reminder, I'm a pleaser. So I wanted to do it perfect. I wanted my notes, my presentations, exactly perfect. But I presented my patient, and the attending asked a follow-up question, like they normally do, and I'm a smart girl, and I knew this was coming, so I prepared. I had read up on my patients the night before. I think we were talking about cirrhosis, alcoholic liver disease, and all the classic findings. And I knew the answer to the question, and I started to answer. But the male medical student who was next to me, who is a great guy, and he's one of my friends, he just interrupted me and answered, just blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know if he even thought about it, but he knew the answer. And so he interrupted what I was saying and answered the question. And I want to ask you, what do you think I did about this? Like, what do you think I did? I did nothing. Absolutely nothing, of course. I mean, I didn't know what to do, but I know I didn't want to cause a scene on rounds. We had a lot of patients to go through, and what good would it do to call this to attention? And did I want to bring it up to my friend later? No, of course not. He's my friend. I didn't want to cause conflict. Maybe I'm being weird about something and his behavior was normal. So I just did nothing. But I also want to ask if you think the net result of that one encounter was nothing. And I'm here to say, no way. No, it was not. That was a negative encounter for me. So I want to put this in a different perspective. Pretend you are on the outside and you're watching this scene. And imagine it's like Grey's Anatomy season one, because that was the best. So let's go back in time. Forget the other seasons. But imagine I'm Izzy. I'd love to be Meredith or Christina, but let's be real. I'm Izzy. So I'm on rounds and I am Izzy. And Alex, the confident guy, is next to me. And he interrupts me and nothing happens. And imagine you're watching this. What do you think of Izzy by watching this interaction? Or what do you think Bailey, the attending, thinks of Izzy? And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin 
to assess its efficacy, and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No line shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan, it's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code AAW at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. I'll tell you, the attending thinks that she doesn't know her stuff, that she isn't confident or she's not interested in learning about her patients, she's not dedicated or her work ethic isn't good enough, or she's just not smart enough. And how does Alex look? What's the net result of this interruption, but confidently answering the question and knowing the fact? He looks smart, helpful, confident, prepared. That matters, you guys. Do you think anybody looks at him and says, oh, how rude you interrupted her? That is not the current culture. No, nobody thinks that. And here's where I really want to bring this home. Do you think that Izzy is treated differently after this encounter? Do you think that I was treated differently after that happened to me? I do. I really do, you guys. I don't even think it's always a purposeful difference. Maybe it's subconscious. I don't think the attending 
intends to treat her differently, but now she just inherently believes something different about her. She has a new perspective of Izzy, and she's now going to critique her harder. She is looking for her to fail because she already internally doesn't believe she's up to the job. She's either not enough of a hard worker, she doesn't prepare, she's not smart enough, but now she's looking for further clues to reinforce that. While Alex has it going for him, he's looked at positively. He learned about other people's patients. He's so helpful and smart. His microscope that he is under is much smaller. This is subconscious bias, and this is how the way that people see you changes how they treat you. And you let it happen, or I let it happen. We let this happen to ourselves because the alternative felt like too much conflict or because we were just taken off guard. We didn't want to make a big deal of something that should be small. But friends, I am here to tell you, it actually kind of was a big deal. It changed the perception of me and how I was treated and I should have stood up for myself. And would it really have been a big deal to interrupt back? Let me ask you this. I mean, if he had started talking and he interrupted me, And then I interrupted back and said, oh, excuse me, I believe I was asked that question. And in fact, his jaundice is due to a failure of bilirubin breakdown in the liver since he's in liver failure. Would that have made a scene? Is that a scene? No, it is not a scene. And I'm telling you, that is not drama. That is just standing up for yourself and asserting your own confidence into the situation. And I did not do that, but I know that you can. And I really want you to think about that right here. If you were watching me in this interaction or you were watching Izzy in the Grey's Anatomy scene and she just puts Alex in his place real politely, excuse me, answers the question given to her, how is she then perceived or treated? What do you think of her? I'll tell you what I would think. I think she knows her stuff. She's confident. She doesn't mind standing up for herself. She's a good doctor. Of course, we're back in the medicine realm, but I mean it. That is really impactful. That one little thing of not just letting the moment pass her by, of letting herself be overrun by some other person and by not wanting to make a scene of it or cause conflict or drama, the choice of doing something mattered. And I want you to really think about this. This desire in us to please, this belief that making a scene or causing drama is bad, sometimes it puts us in a position of not standing up for ourselves because we are afraid. We are afraid of the perception or the thought that making a big deal over something small is a bad thing, but lack of action is an action. Lack of action is an action, you guys. By failing to act, you are making a choice to let the moment pass you by, that you don't have anything valuable to add to that conversation. You are setting your own worth. You are determining what other people think of you. And in this example, we are letting that other person interrupt us and talk over us, and thus we are perceived to be less than we really are. We then feel this shift in perception. We feel that we are treated differently because we are. We aren't thought of the same. We're not thought of as the same confident, smart, prepared person. Instead, we are under a tighter microscope 
And everything that we do is looked at really closely to try to reinforce that perceived belief because that's what humans do. Once they believe something, they want to continue to believe that. We don't like to be wrong. So if you're attending or your boss or another person believes you're not really cut out for this because you let somebody interrupt you, they are looking for behaviors and examples that reinforce that thought so that they are not wrong. It doesn't mean they're a mean attending or a bad boss. That's just natural human behavior. We like to be right. People like to be right. So they are looking for further belief that what they think is right. And that's not fair to you. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to any of us. But it's our own fault. We let ourselves be in that position by caring so much about pleasing people and by using pleasing people as a metric for our own self-worth that we then didn't want to cause conflict. And so we just let the moment pass. We let ourselves be walked on. We let our own perception of how others perceive us be changed. And we don't do anything about it out of the desire to not cause a scene or to be pleasing. But really what we're doing is hindering ourselves and setting us much further back. And I don't think that everybody who is interrupting us is always doing it maliciously. I honestly believe that some people don't even notice it. Like my friend who's the medical student, he was not trying to cause harm to me or make the attending think less of me. He just was so confident in himself and he knew that answer that he put it in there or he wanted his viewpoint heard. And I think sometimes that's what happens. Other people want to have their viewpoint heard or they just intrinsically are confident that they have no problem putting it out there and they don't realize what harm they're doing by interrupting you. And yes, a lot of times these are gender roles. Often men are confident in interrupting women. It is not always that way. Certainly women can interrupt women, men can interrupt men, etc., etc. But I'm telling you that if you are a woman listening to this and this is resonating with you, stop. There's no reason for this. And now, no matter what situation I'm in, if somebody is interrupting me, no matter who they are, I tell them to stop. I I really do. I say, I either just say stop or I say, excuse me, I was not finished yet. Or excuse me, please don't interrupt me. This is important. I just put it out there because what's the worst case scenario then? Okay, maybe they think I'm pushy, bossy, something else, but I'm still smart and I'm confident And I'm getting my point heard and it grabs attention. It is much better than being in the position where you don't feel like you have the forum to express what you want to say or that you're getting walked on or your viewpoint is not being heard and others then perceive you as somebody who doesn't have a viewpoint worth hearing. And friends, your viewpoint is worth hearing. So my take home from this, what I really want you to listen to these 20 minutes and walk away with is that, one, you determine your own worth. You are the one in charge of how others perceive you. And how they perceive you, I hate to admit it, it matters. Because how they perceive you dictates how they treat you. And how they treat you dictates how you see yourself. And our ideal is to have how they treat you and how they see you be the exact same as who you are and how you see yourself. Number two, please do not let the desire to please people be a barrier 
for you to stand up for yourself. Please do not ever think that standing up for yourself, for your ideas, for your views, for being heard at the table is going to cause too much conflict or drama. It is the exact opposite. Not being heard is the most negative position you can be in. Being invisible is harmful. You need to be standing up for yourself because you deserve to be there. Again, you are determining your own worth and you are worthy of being there. And number three, do not allow others to either purposefully or not purposefully change how you are seen by a whole room of people. I mean this from the bottom of my heart, from a girl who has been there, from somebody who did not want to rock the boat or cause drama or cause a scene or make a big deal of it, who let other people interrupt her or talk over her or walk on her. No, stop it. Stop interrupting me. Tell somebody that. If you have a chronic offender, you know what I should have told my friend after rounds? I should have said, stop interrupting me. I know you didn't mean that meanly, but give me my own chance because I know my stuff. And so my challenge for you is to be aware. Be aware of how others treat you. Be aware of the situations that you are in and the moments where you can stand up for yourself and no longer tolerate when other people interrupt you or talk over you or try to make your voice not heard. Your views are worthy. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. We all want to be viewed in a confident and smart light, and you're really in control of that by what you tolerate from other people. So stop tolerating it. Stop letting other people interrupt you. Start shining like I know that you can. And friends, I just feel really passionately about this topic because I can just rewind at the time and see myself as that girl not wanting to make the scene and letting herself be interrupted. And in hindsight, I can really see how it changed how other people viewed me and how they treated me and therefore how I viewed myself. And I don't want you in that position. You deserve better than that. You are worthy and your ideas and what you have to say, they are worth being heard. So friends, make yourself heard. And so friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think. So please send me feedback, share it with me. If you like this message, share it with your friends. And as you know, the As A Woman podcast is still, it's a young podcast. This is episode 10, guys. We've been doing it for 10 weeks. It's kind of amazing me. You guys really are amazing me. In just 10 weeks, we've had over 50,000 downloads. I think that's just crazy. That blows my mind. And it really is such a huge honor that you are spending your spare time, your really valuable time to listen. And I think there have been over 240 people who've gone to iTunes to leave a star review. And that means so much to me. I know to any creator, we're putting our heart and our soul out in this. And for me to have that reinforced that some of you feel like taking that extra step it's just so meaningful. So thank you. Thank you. And I just want to say, hey, feel free to follow along on my Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. 
You can also check out the website, nataliecrawfordmd.com. And I love it when you guys are sending out questions that you like or topics you'd love to be covered in future episodes. I have a list, so keep them coming. And please join us next week for episode 11, Optimizing Natural Fertility. See you then. Mm -hmm.